0: Welcome, everyone, to Coven, an actual play horror podcast. We're on Twitter at coven underscore podcast, online at covenpodcast.com. Our theme music is by Ben Cronin, and our cover art is by Daniel Stettner. As always, you can find the content warnings for this episode in the description. We've got another bonus episode for you this week. This time, it's the character creation for Joan Bataille with Sharon Merriam. As I've said, these bonus episodes are a little less produced, so you'll hear more ums and the occasional bit of dead air, but they're still really fun, and I hope you enjoy hearing the origins of Joan Bataille. Sharon, tell me about the character you have been thinking of.
1: Okay, so rough idea. Um, We ended Kingdom with Ruby being like six months pregnant, something like that. So since we're going ahead to the 80s, I was thinking of playing her child. I guess she would be what, like 16, I think.
0: If she was born in nineteen eighty sorry 1968 yeah then yeah she would be 16
1: okay um so yeah i guess yeah probably a 16 year old girl i don't know if that is strange but then i was also trying to think of why she would have a demon so young and i was kicking around some ideas about maybe it wasn't her choice maybe it was like ruby had I don't know, made some kind of a mistake summoning something and it went into her daughter instead. I don't know. Something along those lines. Um, but also yeah, totally open to suggestions. I mean, I assume like if she has any kind of a job at the jazz club, it would probably be like a waitress, busboy, bus girl thing. Um, something along those lines. And then other than that, I was thinking that she could be like aspiring singer pop star kind of thing and then she could also um yeah i mean you know presuming there are singers that are at the jazz club fairly frequently it could be something that she's like looking at in envy even though no one's invited her to actually sing there Mm -hmm. um but yeah those are just all the initial initial thoughts
0: yeah well let me let me ask you what attracts you to this idea what attracts you to the idea of playing Ruby's child who has potentially had something foisted upon her.
1: Um I think I like the idea of having um just the continuity with the last game that we played and having some connection to those characters. I know that you're probably going to keep them as like NPCs for this, but I don't know just like keeping it involved. Um um the the like teenager kid thing could be interesting. I don't know what Kiefer and Gary have decided on character wise though mm-hmm. so if that's gonna like be a weird dynamic i'm also open to just doing something totally different
0: well i mean you're you're demon sorcerers like i think a weird dynamic is kind of in the cards yeah. um i mean i can i can tell you uh, right yeah. off the bat since we've already recorded their episodes gary is playing uh like a 25 year old he is the grandson of willie may nice and then, so we've got some continuity there as yeah. well. And then Kiefer is playing kind of a middle manager type or, <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, who works for a steel magnate. Um, okay. And he is he is very kind of like upper middle class.
1: Is he like middle age?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We We didn't actually settle on an age for Kiefer's character, which may be Um, I should make a note of. Um, Also, I don't know if I have mentioned this uh, specifically to you or not. Mm -hmm. But so next episode, we will probably not be playing. Like next episode will be us, will be the four of us coming together, introducing our characters more specifically, and like the kickers for the characters and everything, and uh, deciding if we want to make tweaks. But anyway, that's what they are at the moment. We didn't get keifers specific age but yeah middle-aged is kind of the the gist i was getting yeah so i mean 16 year old i think is fine like we can just we'll we'll make that work right and there whatever the dynamic that comes out will come out now one thing that i was thinking and this isn't really even i'm not really even pitching this to you Mm. i'm just another option that kind of came about because so one thing is we are going to need to be careful about playing with kind of volition and consent, right? If this mm-hmm. is the the direction we go. But so one of the things I was thinking about is what if you played Ruby and this is a thought experiment. This is me not, again, okay. not <laughs> trying to convince you. Um, what if you played Ruby who had because I was trying to think of it, the first time you were telling me about this premise, I was kind of trying to think of it from Ruby's perspective a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, so what if Ruby had tried to summon a demon, right, had seen the kind of things that Jim and maybe Willie Mae could do, and tried to do it herself, and the basically the price she paid, the backfire, was that her child came out being demonic being like the host to something effectively (laughs) and so whenever ruby wants something from her demon she has to go through her daughter which might be a dynamic we could play with even if you're not playing ruby right even if you are playing the daughter yeah so so would that mean that
1: they're like sharing a demon or like how would that work
0: well that's that That's a good question. Um, I mean, it could be, if you were playing Ruby, I think we would say that the demon, there are, I don't know if you had a chance to look at the demon types, but there are five or six different types of demons, and there are a couple that would work if we were, if you were thinking about playing Ruby, there are a couple that would work for the daughter being a demon. One of them is a passing demon, which is something that looks like a human or other animal and can pass in most circumstances. And so the question might be like, where is Ruby's actual child? Did Ruby ever have an actual child? Was it always a demon? Yeah. Um, or there are also parasite demons. So it could be something that lives inside Ruby's child. And again, like a uh, parasite is still something we could go with if the if the child is the one you want to go with.
1: Yeah, I lean toward the child just for something new. Sure.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, Um, and that is, that is enough reason. I just wanted to throw another idea your way.
1: Yeah. But I still like the parasite demon thing could work.
0: So there are five basic types of demon. One -hmm. of them is inconspicuous demons, which are hard to perceive. So this is uh, some of the examples they give. It's like, you feel like you've seen someone out of the corner of your eye, but when you look that way, they're not there. The person who's just always stepping around the corner in front of you um object object demons are exactly what they sound like they're demons that are invested in physical items parasite demons must live inside a host usually the summoner but not necessarily passing demons look almost perfectly human or animal and then possessor demons completely supplant another being from its body so i mean and that would be another option if you were playing ruby right that the demon had supplanted the consciousness of your child but
1: so if it's like the I keep going back to the parasite one mm-hmm. um hmm.
0: i mean and we can we can bracket this for now right this isn't okay. a decision you need to make immediately um but you can kind of hold on to these as, can I ask what, as we keep making the character
1: can i ask what Kiefer and gary did for their demons
0: <laughs> um yeah i mean i told i told gary what Kiefer had picked um Kiefer's demon is a parasite demon mm-hmm. and then gary's is an object demon
1: I, I'm so glad somebody did the object one, because that sounds really fun. <laughs> Should I know what the object is, or is that a secret? I mean,
0: I don't. This isn't really the kind of game that has secrets, but I'll let him kind of reveal yeah, it. Yeah,
1: okay. Um, yeah, so I guess we can come back to that.
0: Yeah, you can just kind of be thinking about these, and maybe Parasite is what you land on, and maybe you land on something else. So we've got a, kind of an order of operations here for us to make your player character but before we do that i i just want us to like kind of vibe a little bit about about this character so what does she what does she use the demon for in her day-to-day life
1: the thing that immediately comes to mind and this might be like i don't know this might be too cliche or too easy or what have you um just because i mean i'm assuming that the rogue by now is it's going to be a full-on jazz club by now
0: yeah it's definitely a jazz club at this point uh and i was even telling gary like we might decide to rename it since it's been 20 years yeah but we'll we'll talk about that on wednesday
1: yeah okay so yeah so i mean the first thing that just came to me was her being like you know kind of an angsty teen who wants to potentially like get out uh, you know go to the bigger city and that she could do kind of the traditional like you know, like the whole like deal with the devil thing, where like you exchange it for like music, but like in this case, trying to use the demon to get her attention in terms of singing or whatever music that she's doing, um, and she wants to use that as like as her ticket out of the mm-hmm. small town. But I mean, I don't know if that's too standard fare.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the I don't know about standard fare, but it does seem like the um, the most apparent possibility, mm-hmm. right? Let me ask you this: If it, who summoned it, right? Because there are kind of two options. <laughs> there's yeah. Ruby, and then there's Ruby's daughter, and the relationship that the daughter has to the demon is um, going to be pretty different depending on which route we go. And and if if Ruby is the one who summoned it, right? Because there's the question of like, why would the daughter summon it? What does the daughter get out of it? And if Ruby summoned it, what was her purpose? And how yeah. did that backfire, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't really lean toward one or the other. Like if we have the daughter summoning it just because she's so young, like that could also potentially be an accident. Like if she found some book in Ruby's house and
0: I mean, I yeah. one one thing that the that the PDF is very clear about is that you don't you don't bind a demon by accident. Okay. Um, it is this is something which takes like a massive amount of willpower to accomplish and there's there are like steps to it you have to contact it you have to summon it and then you have to bind it and there is a sense of ritual to the whole thing right
1: yeah is it something that conceivably a kid under 15 or so could do or under sixteen? sure
0: it depends on the kid right yeah um and it depends what their motivations are and all of that i don't yes. think demons give a fuck how old you are
1: yeah that's true <laughs> Yeah, I, my, I think my problem is, like, I like the idea of it being something that she's had with her since birth, but I mm-hmm. don't have a good motivation for why Ruby would have been summoning it to begin with.
0: Right. Well, let's let's think about Ruby a little bit. Um, I also have the Our Kingdom sheet open, mm-hmm. which, which you might find useful. I'm looking at her, at the notes we had for her. Her fear about the kingdom's future was originally that speculators would get out of hand, and then her wish was for the town to become a great community for her child to grow up in. Um, her personal issue was she wanted to have more power at work but couldn't seem to manifest it even though she loves her job and Patrons. So what about this? What is Ruby's new relationship to the rogue or whatever it's called? Is she managing it now? Is she still a bartender? Has she, Is she the... Uh, you know the music manager or something else.
1: I mean, I feel like having her in some kind of a manager role would make sense if we're still keeping her as an NPC. Hmm. Um. But then if she's an NPC, like, you know, I, I guess that depends also on what you want to do.
0: Well, I'm, at the moment, this is we're we're coming up with the apparatus around your character, so don't worry about. I have I have no story planned at the moment. All of the okay. story and conflict is going to come out of y'all's characters.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean. I think it would make sense for her to be a manager, if not of the whole place, of some aspect of it.
0: Mhm. Uh, does she own it?
1: I, mm, I don't know. May- maybe, I don't uh, I don't know, what do you think?
0: I certainly think we could go that route. Um, and if she did own it, then maybe the route to owning it was was the demon, right? Maybe I'm again, I'm trying to think of her personal motivations, right? Like if she didn't seem like she was able to manifest more looking for how we phrased it again she wants to have more power at work but can't seem to manifest it like manifest already has that overtone of of calling upon something yeah
1: i think the only issue there is that if if for somehow it messes up and goes into her daughter instead then how does she use it then to become the owner
0: well that's that's the thing, right? So if it's uh if it's a parasite or a possessor or something like that of her daughter, then she tells it what to do, right? And it lives inside her daughter. But then when it
1: it's bound to Ruby cuz
0: Well, see, so so this is the thing I'm thinking like as and we we need to name her daughter soon so we don't just yeah. keep saying Ruby's daughter. <laughs> yeah. Um but as her daughter grows, it starts to become apparent that
1: it's answering to her daughter instead of yeah
0: and i'm i'm wondering like how how that would affect like maybe when she was 13 or so she found a way to bind it to herself instead of to her mother um and there are ways that i think she could do that or it could also just be that magic's weird right and yeah. when she when Ruby like bound the demon to her blood, she bound it to her blood, right her daughter rather than to herself yeah um so we can come up with something like that and so like as her daughter has grown and started going through like puberty, right, she yeah. has started having to at like please, make this happen, talk to whatever the demon is called and which which gives us kind of a cool power dynamic, right where we have her mother who potentially completely fucked up her life, right, attached her to this demonic entity, um, who is still her mother and yet is also uh, asking for her daughter to do these supernatural things for her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that certainly adds, like, a level of, um, like, extra drama and conflict, so that could be cool.
0: Well, are you, do you, does that sound right to you? Right? Like yeah, that's, I think that's a think route that's we could like,
1: go. I think that's sort of what I was initially thinking. I think I just like, I, like wrapping my brain around like the mechanics of how the demons are supposed to work in this world, I'm like, I don't know what is possible. Um, mm-hmm. or if mean, there's like, we'll,
0: we'll make it work, right?
1: Okay. And then the only other like possible issue there is that like, I guess as we, as we had Ruby in Kingdom, is that she was never really coming off as, like, power-hungry or, you know, like, or very self-involved, so...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And I, yeah. I would want to remain honest to what that character was like, uh, which is why I was trying to figure out what the motivations were. Like... Yeah. I feel like if there was something she was trying to protect...
1: Yeah, I mean, there could have been maybe? some kind of crisis in the past 20 years well involving the bar that she felt the need to come in and take over but i don't know what that would have been
0: maybe either involving the bar or the clearing oh yeah because what's striking me now is so something about keeper's character is that right he's a family man he's kind of upper middle class he's fairly wealthy and Mm -hmm. we we were kind of tossing around ideas like well if he lives in this big house in the livery then that suggests that urban development has continued right yeah that it didn't stop with the water park and so and then with Gary Gary was asking what the status of the clearing was now and we were kind of chatting about it and I said well it's probably been reduced by like a third at least if not more as expansion Mm -hmm. has happened but I wasn't willing to just get rid of it completely yeah so I mean what if that's what she was trying to protect
1: like the clearing itself
0: yeah like the swamp yeah. Um because the swamp has some kind of or if not trying to protect it, just trying to prevent expansion into it, knowing that it's um, like a
1: hub for some of the supernatural activity. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would work and that feels less like selfishly motivated cuz it's more mm-hmm. like trying to protect the town so that feels a little bit more true to how we had played her before. Right. Yeah. I could be into that.
0: Okay. Cool. Can we name her? Can we name Ruby's daughter? Yes. Was that excitement or concern?
1: Uh, A little bit of concern. Uh, Sorry, I'm like looking at the books directly in front of me again. Um.
0: I mean, it it worked with Ruby, so.
1: (laughs) That is true.
0: I mean, there there are there is such a well, I lost the ability to conjugate verbs. (laughs) There is such a thing as random name generators, right? Which we could take a look at.
1: Yeah. I mean, immediately in front of me is a Joan, so I don't know if that is a thing. I don't know.
0: I mean, of course it's a thing. <laughs> I know. It's whatever you want.
1: <laughs> uh, why is naming it feels like it's so hard? Uh, Samantha. Samantha could be a thing because then she has a cute nickname. You can always go for Sam.
0: Mm-hmm. Kiefer's character's name is Samson. Oh goddamn it! <laughs> so we might want to be careful of that. Um, uh, I mean, her- it it sounds like you're going for. I don't want to say typical, but more common female names. Yeah, there's what is, like.
1: What's Gary's character called? Robert. Uh, sorry. What were you gonna say?
0: I was just gonna say like. Lindsay. I mean, I want us. I think you're going to be playing. Hopefully, you're going to be playing this character for a while, right? And I don't yeah. want us to pick a name that you flinch at, every time. Yeah. Uh, it comes up. Um, what about, well, okay, so she's kind of a pop singer, right? Or is interested in being a pop singer.
1: Aspiring, yeah.
0: hmm We could give her kind of a banal name, like Joan. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, any Jones out there don't need to be <laughs> casting aspersions.
1: Joan is a lovely name, but yes, Joan
0: Joan's a beautiful name. But, and then she could insist on being called something else, right? Like Pink, or... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, another another route we could go um or we yeah. could we could think a little tonally um are there any names out of mythology like morgan Le Fay? um yeah. any call outs we would want to do
1: i actually think morgan is a great name <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. yeah i could go with morgan actually i, for, I can always forget about that name but it it's like a very solid name <laughs> unless you think there's any reason that we shouldn't go with morgan
0: i'm <laughs> i am totally fine with morgan sharon (laughs)
1: okay uh the naming thing stresses me out so much it is
0: it is far more important to me that you be happy with the name and again you know between now and when we all come together and and chat you can change if something else pops into your brain which is perfect then we can go with that but for now we can we can say morgan she is ruby's child yeah
1: wait Let's go back to Joan, just because if I think of like a nickname for Morgan, then it's not cute, and two syllables feels like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, let's just go with Joan for now, and then we'll figure it out between now and then. Okay. Okay. All right. So we have a name. What else do we have
0: to Mm -hmm. do? Well, uh, (laughs) there's quite a bit. Um, (laughs) Yes. But I just wanted to ask one more question. What is daily life like for her? Both in the both in terms of you know she's going to high school presumably. she's working at her mother's bar restaurant club at night or on the weekends maybe we can decide that and she has a, a demon so what does what does daily life look like for her does she have a does she have a big clique of friends is she like hyper popular at school because she can sing really well or is she a loner right
1: just a small group of like two or three good friends not like totally alone but not not super popular
0: okay i like that what what else like what's
1: um i uh, i don't want her to have like a bad relationship with ruby just because like there it, there would obviously be tension there but i don't want it to be like out and out bad so <laughs> i guess a so neutral not... relationship right yeah
0: okay I'm, I've am i started putting these in our Google Doc as well, okay. just so you know. Um, neutral relationship with Ruby, which has to be under some strain, right? Yeah. If, if Ruby literally put a demon in her daughter.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: What's high school like?
1: I think it's maybe something that she's not super invested in because her mind is on trying to get out of the town. So she's, you know, not there to make friends outside of her handful of of you know a couple of close friends but she i think maybe even if she's insecure in some way she still feels like she's better than the town if that makes any sense like Mm -hmm. not that she would like admit it out loud but she you know feels like being worried about small town high school is just like somewhat beneath her
0: right tossing a question in there Mm -hmm. which we can come back to here in a bit um and then well we can we can think about this maybe once we once we get to the demons. So let's let's do some mechanics, I think. Sure. So over on roll twenty again, we're going to choose scores between stamina, will, and lore, which add up to ten. Stamina okay. being kind of your physical abilities, will being mental fortitude, lore being your knowledge of sorcery. And so, then we will choose descriptors for those as well.
1: So is Thinking about that earlier, and I'm thinking if she basically grew up with a demon bound to her, then I assume that the lore should be not, like, super high, but, you know, higher than stamina, say.
0: Okay. I like that.
1: Okay, so let's say maybe a lore out of four. Okay. And then how to break up the rest of it between will and stamina. I mean, we could do three and three, or I don't don't know. The only thing that, like... I was just going to say, like, um, the only thing I was thinking was that her lore should be more than her other two, but I don't mm-hmm. know how to break up the remaining six points. Yeah,
0: well, and and so let's let's think about the character a little bit and work out of that. How are you picturing her? Is she, had, did she used to do track, or does she...
1: Oh, I actually like the track thing, because that's a fairly solo activity, despite being on a team, so that yeah the track Mm -hmm. thing okay sorry i know that was just like spitballing the person that you said but that actually like makes sense in my brain um yeah
0: but she could also just be like you know is she slight is she rounder is she physically gifted etc
1: yeah i think that i want her to look like i guess more slight than anything else like if she already has a demon that's like like this kind of hidden power, but I don't want people to look at her and think that she's, like, especially athletic or anything.
0: Mm -hmm. And then her, and then also, like, her will, her mental toughness, Mm -hmm. another way we could be thinking about that is she's been, I keep keep thinking she's been partially raised, right? Her upbringing has partly been by this being which should not exist, right? (laughs) Yes. That is, that has been forced to be with her. Um, So I imagine that her will is pretty strong as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe if we did like four for will and four for lore and then two for stamina. Okay. Is that okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that.
0: Okay. And now we are going to choose descriptors. We choose these from a list. So you get a descriptor. For every two points, basically. So for stamina, you'll have one descriptor. And then for will and lore, you'll be able to pick two descriptors. The descriptors for stamina are athletic regime, chemically heightened, clean living, military training, natural vigor, scrapper, and specialized combat training.
1: (laughs) Okay. So I think either clean living or natural vigor. Okay. Does this affect anything other than just general character vibes
0: it's mostly character vibes and then okay. will be like role-playing inspiration for you as you try and come up with like bonuses to your roles that kind of thing
1: yeah Let, uh, okay let's go yeah let's go with clean living
0: okay all right so for will and will actually continues on to the next page there's belief system high self-esteem rageful and vengeful social mm-hmm. competence user slash manipulative, and then zest for life and sensation.
1: Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Potentially the high self-esteem one if she's trying to be some kind of a pop star.
0: Sure. Potentially. I I definitely think that there are also people who... I I think that's kind of a stereotype. Yeah. I definitely think that there are more... And there are probably even people who are driven by their low self esteem. Yeah, to... yeah,
1: and that would actually potentially make more sense for her if she's also been sharing life with a demon, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So, I don't know. Like, does the zest for life and sensation make sense for her if she like if an underlying motivation is that she, I guess, wants more of human life and wants to get out of this small town like that? Potentially. Yeah.
0: I also think that rageful and vengeful could actually work for her. Um, Even if she's not rageful and vengeful toward Ruby, I could see how uh, maybe on an unconscious level that, you know, that that sense of having been slighted before birth could carry over into her interactions with other people. I could Um,
1: see that too, but then that also feels like somewhat expected given the situation. So I think it... Uh uh, it might be more interesting to play her as someone who is not happy about the situation but like trying to make the best of it. Um I, mean, I mean, again I th- like I th- a lot of it. I think you can go the... with any of these. Okay. I lean toward that last one, the zest for life and sensation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's say that.
0: Okay. And then you get to pick a second one for this since you have Oh, a full oh that's
1: right. Okay. <laughs> that makes it easier if I can pick two. Then, yeah, maybe that and the, like, vengeful one. And those two things can be in conflict.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I like that quite a bit. Okay. And then lastly, lore. So the descriptors for lore... And again, you can pick two of these since you have a lore of four. Um, Descriptors are apprentice, coven member, mad, naive, and solitary adept. And um, they give a suggested starting lore for all these, but they're just suggestions. So if there's... Uh, I think you should pick the one that is most
1: appealing to you. I mean, I think the solitary adept makes the most sense, since I, I assume that there's probably not that many other children that were around her that were
0: yeah. growing up with Yeah, humans. for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, you know
0: enough about sorcery to proceed on your own. Yeah.
1: Uh, but then I have to pick a second one? I don't know how to do that. Okay.
0: Mm, maybe you actually, that would make less sense with Laura. Yeah. Yeah, it says that you can take a second one. So, I mean if you don't want to, if it doesn't make sense to you, then you certainly don't have to, but it yeah. it says that you can. You know, cuz it it's it could be that you are a solitary adept now, but once upon a time you were effectively an apprentice to Ruby. It could be that you're a solitary adept and are going mad, right? There are there are ways yeah. to make some of these work. But again, don't um if none of them feel right, then we'll just stick with the one
1: we could also just leave it at solitary adept because that makes the most mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, eh, let's just leave it at that. But.
0: Okay, sure. Um, All right, so now we give a value to humanity and we set it to either will or stamina and we set it to the higher of the two. So will is four. So that means your humanity will be four. And then... We're going to choose a cover and a price for you. I think that the cover has mostly been picked already. She's a high schooler. She works at At the Rogue. Yeah. Yeah, she's got all these other things going on.
1: Yep, that makes sense.
0: And then the price. Sorcery doesn't come cheaply. A player character must have a problem that has arisen or been made worse through their practice of forbidden arts. It must be worth a penalty die in at least some situations that will happen during play. There are some examples down here, but uh, we can, this is not a fixed list. We can come up with our own and probably should.
1: (laughs) Um, The thing that immediately comes to me is like, I don't know, like potentially having stage fright, but I don't know if that makes sense in terms of like being related to to the demon, unless it was like,
0: well, we've we've determined that the demon is was called down by Ruby, right? Yeah. So the it could be I would want to go a little bit more intense than just stage fright, like it might yeah. I mean it it could be like an extreme stage fright to the sense of like standing up in front of class mm-hmm. um is difficult for her. Yeah. Or, what
1: were you thinking with regard to uh the whole Ruby situation? I'm totally open to oh. ideas.
0: Yeah, no, I, I was just saying like, um, stage fright still makes sense because of the reasoning Ruby had. Um, because we because the reason for calling the demon isn't necessarily tied to performance.
1: Yeah, I mean or maybe like to be more generalized with it, just having her be like very, very shy, which could also include having stage fright. Mm-hmm. Um because this is something that uh, has to be worth a penalty die in at least some situations. Yeah. I don't know how often the stage fright thing would come up, Would if we have her being just kind of shy in general because she grew up a little bit different than everyone else, like that mm-hmm. could potentially yeah. make sense. I'm okay with that. Okay.
0: Cool. Uh, and then we actually skipped over something with cover. So cover actually gets... We assign a pool, a dice pool to cover, Mm -hmm. either the number of stamina or the number of will, and we come up together which one makes sense. So, which, between stamina and will, which of those two do you think Joan uses most often in the employment of her cover? As Uh, a high schooler and
1: waitress person. (laughs) Um, Yeah, probably will.
0: Okay. And and why is that? What, what about her, her will gets her through the day?
1: Um, I think because she's pretending to be so many different things, including a student. And I, don't know, I, I just don't see like her physical prowess being as important sure. in terms of, okay. you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I see that. So currently, for the folks at home, your stamina is two, your will is four. Lore is four, cover is four, price is negative one, because it's always negative one, and then humanity of four. So, next, the telltale. Something gives the character away as a sorcerer to those in the know. Telltales are details of physical appearance, habit of dress or hairstyle, or a mannerism or speech pattern. They don't have to be incredibly obvious or informative, but they must be specific and precise. So, this okay. is what I was doing with Jim in the Kingdom mm-hmm. game with, oh, with his, the eyes yeah with the eyes right so they're the kind of thing that a normal person in day-to-day conversation might not notice but another another sorcerer would see his eyes and uh no yeah. like here's another one of me right
1: yeah um
0: they they also say that it doesn't have to be immediately obvious like it um like it could be a tattoo that's normally covered up but they say yeah. that if it is something like that, whenever it's exposed, it should be blatantly obvious.
1: Yeah. So for some reason, the first thing that comes to mind is that like wanting something to not always be glowing, but occasionally be glowing. Um, mm. I don't know. Eyes is probably... The only reason why Eyes would be potentially cool is because it could mean that she might have to do like a Roy Orbison thing with any sunglasses <laughs> like hmm. while performing. Um, But I don't know if Eyes is like what everyone's doing um
0: well eyes are eyes are what jim did yeah um it's definitely not what kiefer did okay and it's not i don't think it's what gary did either no no it is not what gary did either i had to double check
1: Uh, i'm trying to how, how to describe this so like you know when like there's like lights that are changing from like color to color and it's just kind of you know like you would see in the back of a bar or something Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like very glowy. Like we could do fingernails and then she has to wear gloves. I don't know. (laughs) Um, um, Or she has to paint
0: her fingernails.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, that could be a thing.
0: Whenever, I mean, her fingernails might always glow. So she has to always always have them painted. And whenever they chip. Yeah. You can see through.
1: Yeah. Actually, I like that. That's, I like that.
0: I like it. So now we should think about the demon in a little bit more specificity. There's another set of directions on here, uh, this time which the book mandates we follow precisely in order. So step one is choose the demon's type and an appropriate telltale.
1: Okay. So that was the parasite object passing possessor possessor thing? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Inconspicuous okay. object parasite passing possessor, and so I'll I'll say like parasite maybe makes the most intuitive sense, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that's what we should go with. Um, yeah. I think that we could we could find a way to use any of these, and if there's a particular one that calls to you, we should.
1: So if it's like if it's the parasite, would it just no one would ever actually see it because? conceivably it's like buried into her somehow
0: conceivably unless it gets out <laughs> okay. which is not off the table
1: yeah i mean then do we have to determine what it would look like when it's out
0: um i think with Kiefer's parasite we just decided to leave that up in the air okay. until it ever actually happened
1: yeah so yes i agree the a parasite does appear to make the most sense but it's also cute to have something that's like physically outside of you.
0: <laughs> like yeah, cute. Sure.
1: <laughs> um I mean in terms like it's like fun to have something that you're interacting with like occasionally. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Mhm. No, I feel like let's do parasite and determine later what it might look like if it gets out.
0: Okay? Okay. Do you do you or does she know where it is in the body is it kind of generally in the bloodstream is it like the book says it is it in a body cavity does it inhabit the nervous system
1: i I kind of like uh see again like I don't know exactly how the demons are meant to work but
0: they're no they're like we can do whatever okay. the fuck we want
1: so um I don't, like if it's in her ear and then she could like physically be hearing it sp- speak to her but like in in a more physical way than rather just like hearing it if it's like in her bloodstream like it could be like a physical whisper that she can only perceive but it's like she's perceiving it Mm -hmm. through hearing i don't know i
0: mean another option would be that it vibrates wherever it is inside of her and she can interpret the vibrations Mm -hmm. um yeah it makes her eardrum vibrate in such a way right yeah which again would be weird as she starts to go on dates and is like (laughs) physically close to another person and they start to feel this vibrating yeah. Um, but yeah no we can if it was in her ear i would want to say it was like on the other side of the eardrum right uh, yeah like inside mm-hmm. i think is that just called the inner ear is that what we're talking yeah, about I,
1: I think so yes <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean is there another good option for that um
0: i mean you the, the human body is your oyster
1: <laughs> i mean it could also be like uh what What is the worm that goes, like, right under your skin? Isn't that, like, a specific kind of worm that you can, like, see?
0: I don't know. I'm thinking of um, hookworms are the first thing that are coming to mind.
1: Can you see those? I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to, like, be you know.
0: well, it's it's it. Well, it's okay for us to have touchstones. I'm looking for parasitic worms under the skin, and wow, it's real gross.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> but, like, there's the kind that you can, like, th- you can actually, like, see where they are. Sure. Where it's like it's like subtle, right? I'm sure now. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna Google it Hold on.
0: God, content warning oh, for no. for parasitic uh, worms.
1: Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna regret this.
0: Uh huh. You are.
1: Oh god. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not the kinds that are like open, but like yeah, that you can see like a texture under your skin and it could potentially move from place to place. That's somehow less gross than I thought it was going to be. I don't know. Okay, wait. So that or, like, eardrum. Where is Kiefer's?
0: Kiefer's is in his bloodstream.
1: Okay. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of it being something a little bit more physically obvious somehow. Um,
0: Okay. I mean, and that could be your telltale, right?
1: Yeah. If it's going to
0: be physically obvious, then... Her fingernails can glow, too. That's fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, but I like the fingernails. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, can it just be like a little something that's like under her skin, maybe like near her ear, like like behind her ear, where nobody would really see it most of the oh, time. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it yeah. looks like a birthmark, right? Yeah. It like looks like, like, like a, a... birthmark. Yeah. But if you watch it for very long, you notice that it moves.
1: Yes. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's perfect.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm glad someone likes it.
1: (laughs) Uh, And like presumably I know, sorry. Like presumably if it got out, it wouldn't look exactly like an actual worm, but that's what it appears to be from under the skin.
0: Right. Yeah. Who knows how it is hooked into Joan's body? Yes. So I believe that we next choose its abilities. And then the number of its abilities determines its lore score. So there, there are a lot of these, and they're open to interpretation. With Gary's demon, we had to do some, um, not re, re, excuse me, rewriting, but mm. like significant reinterpreting in order to get it to do exactly what he was looking for. So, okay. um, be aware of that.
1: Oh God, there's some really cool ones. <laughs> mm-hmm
0: and and there are a lot yeah so the way this will yeah. work is we will set its lore score be aware that the more powers it has the more difficult it will be to control okay. which could be great story fodder but yeah. mechanically is something that you should be aware of going into it
1: yeah wait so how many of these do I
0: literally as many as you want
1: oh, Okay. but
0: the the more powerful it is the more difficult it is to control
1: I mean, shapeshift is always fun.
0: Mm-hmm. I actually, when we went, came upon shapeshift, um, and you said something like, oh, that's cool. I was like, yeah. Yeah. You should have shapeshift.
1: Yeah. So let's make that one of them.
0: Cool. Stoked. <laughs> Can't wait to see Joan turn into something.
1: Something. <laughs> da, da, da. I mean, the warp, like, so warp is just like anything that's not living, like any kind of matter that's not plant or animal is that mm-hmm. the idea?
0: Yep. So you could yeah, you could change. I I like the idea that this is this is a creature which has like um an impact on reality, right? Yeah. yeah. Um which also makes sense if if Ruby was calling it down to for it to be a protector of some kind.
1: Yeah. Okay, so I like the warp one too. So let's do shapeshift and warp. I mean, how many is considered like where it gets difficult to control?
0: um let's say your your demon has four powers right Mm -hmm. um then that's the number of its lore so uh it would have lore four Mm -hmm. and then we set its will score to be higher than the demons either stamina or lore whichever is higher so it would have at least a will of five and then to bind it for instance you determine what skill you're going to use to roll whether it's your will or stamina or something else and then that's, you roll that against the demon's will, which in that case would be five, five dice. So you would be at a one die disadvantage right at the outset if it had four abilities. Does that make sense?
1: Kind of. But so like if it had three abilities, then what would Then it would
0: have a lore of three and a will of four.
1: And then what determines the stamina?
0: once we've determined all its abilities and assigned its lore score we just assign a stamina score based on how physically tough we think it is
1: okay for comparison's sake can i ask how many abilities the others have hmm let's
0: hold off on that one
1: okay um all right the shadow thing is kind of cool
0: mm-hmm and kind of fits with your glow in the dark nails
1: yeah yeah i feel like we have to do shadow if we're gonna do like glowy stuff so we have shapeshift, warp and shadow.
0: Another I think a lot of these would fit with at least with the ruby conception. Um, yeah. I think I think armor would actually make sense a lot if the demon is trying to keep its host alive, right? Um especially when you were like a baby. Yeah. Um another one that I think would make sense is like cloak so that you can um move more undetected command where you can tell uh, animals what to do, non-human animals Mm. Um, yeah I think so many of these could be, could apply really well
1: yeah so I I think you're right that like the armor would make sense if it needed to protect her as she was small command could possibly make sense if one of the reasons it was summoned to begin with was to like protect the clearing in the swamp area where there's presumably animals Mm mm-hmm um i don't okay between armor like i feel like four is enough abilities right sure so between armor and command what do you think i lean command just because if it was at one point being used to try and protect the clearing area Mm -hmm. but the armor also makes so much sense so i don't know (laughs)
0: I mean I could go either way, right? Like what is the we're starting to get a sense of what the demon can do. What is its temperament like? And maybe that will help us narrow it down.
1: Yeah, so what <laughs> again, like mm.
0: I mean like let's let's be clear. Like the demon is we're going to we're going to define its need and its desire here soon. Okay. Its need is basically the thing that it is addicted to and it will start to wither away without it that you have to you have to feed it and then the desire is just the the thing it wants to see more of in the world it's stuff like mischief mayhem carnage that kind of thing so like one one thing that we should be clear about is that these demons are they're not your friend they're not here to do good right so summoning them to do good is pretty misguided and maybe they even do good for a while but that is not their function
1: yeah, like presumably they're always getting something out of anything that they're doing.
0: Right, exactly. And yeah, so that's something we should bear in mind as we start thinking about its temperament. But it can be... And another thing that I really don't want us to lose track of is that it helped raise this child, right? Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was either a second or a third parent. And so the way it acts towards Joan... Might be really fatherly or parental at the very least, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be cool.
0: Even if it's only to manipulate her. Yeah. And so having armor to say, "I protect you, my dear," makes sense. And having command to bring the the squirrels and the animals for her to play with when she's a child also makes sense. Yeah. Right, like. I think it's just a decision you're going to have to make about what the, kind of about what its attitude is like, how it acts.
1: What would the armor?
0: You could also, oh. you could also have five abilities. Uh,
1: that feels like so many. Um, <laughs> <sighs> I lean armor now for some reason, and I don't know why.
0: It's because I'm very convincing.
1: Yeah, maybe you, <laughs> I guess so.
0: I mean, it's like... I'm convincing because if I was playing the character, that's the route I would go. And I would turn the demon into a fatherly figure because I have father yeah. issues. But like, <laughs> you, should, you should go with, I mean, I was about to say you should go with what feels right, but you could also go with what feels wrong, <laughs> right? yeah. since we're playing a horror game. And <laughs> uh, you can also think like, what would get you out of your comfort zone more? What would be, what would be more difficult to engage with? Um, not necessarily from a mechanics perspective, but from a story perspective. What's the kind of thing yeah. you don't normally go for?
1: I Okay, let's say armor for the fourth one. Um, because, yeah, I think that feels right.
0: Okay, and you can... How about this? I will put command in brackets for now, and you can sleep on it. And when we record okay. tomorrow, uh, you can make a final determination. Okay. And then for its stamina, we just kind of decide how strong we think <laughs> it is. And okay. we give it a number. So what do you think?
1: What's the number scale? I mean, is it supposed to be like with the character where, it, where it's supposed to add up to 10? No. But no, because no, then I would not, only not have the one left. Okay.
0: The, these, again, demons are from outside and do not operate by the same okay. laws everyone else does.
1: I mean, I don't imagine it would be that weak. But I don't well, think I mean, like it's
0: it's also a parasite. It's also living off of a host. So Yeah, that's true. I think you could go go either route.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Um, <laughs>
0: Again, I'm not trying to talk you into it. I'm trying to give no, you No, but these options. are good
1: ideas. I like these. Uh, no, yeah, these are good ideas. I'm
0: trying to give you enough rope to hang your character with.
1: <laughs> because if it is weaker, then it has more um, motivation to hold the father figure thing and be protective of her
0: but it could also just be a shitheel right it could (laughs) just be doing this because it thinks it's funny and it could have a stamina of nine or something who knows i mean i'm not saying don't give it a stamina of nine that would be extremely unwise
1: so if it's like a three or a four like what is
0: i think three three or a four sorry i'm not i'm not finding what i was looking for i think a three or a four is normal humans, right? A uh, three is probably like your an an average person who's decently fit. Um, a four would be someone who is a little more sporty. And a five is like a professional athlete, and a six is, is something like an Olympic-level athlete, right? It's, it's something like that.
1: Okay. So I feel like a three or four it makes sense.
0: Sure, yeah. If okay. you want it to be about the same stamina as a normal human.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Let's go with four.
0: All right. And now we set its will. Yep. Set its will score to be at least one die higher than stamina or lore. So will is now five. Set its power at equal the dice of its highest score, which is will. So power is five. And now we're going to choose its need and its desire. Okay. So for desire, we're going to select from the list that is provided. And the need, we're going to come up with whole cloth. And as far as the distinction, um, the demon does not crave its desire in a drug sense. It likes its desire and thinks the whole world ought to tend that way and might need a little help to get there. Its need, by contrast, is indeed a craving for a specific thing or an action, which is made up for a given demon during the creation process, which we're doing. There is no ambiguity ever about whether the demon received its need and when the last time was. The demon may like its need, hate it, or regard it as a physiological necessity. What matters is that it's literally addicted to it and cannot satisfy it without help. Desire is is ideology, personality, taste, and preference. Need is addiction, payment, and power. So of desire, which of these eight options speak to you? There's mayhem, mischief, corruption, power, sensual gratification, creation slash artistry, knowledge, and competition. And I'm going to say that desire and need... Do not have to play in with the character concept thus far, right? Okay. These are two of the places where the demon's sheer alienness can come through and can can really fuck with a sorcerer's life, right? Um, if it has a horrific need, then that the sorcerer has to pay for. Then,
1: yeah, God, okay, these are oh, these are so hard to choose. Okay, um, uh, I feel like it's not mayhem.
0: Okay, why why not? Let me ask you that.
1: Um, just because, uh, I mean, I know you said it could be completely separate from the character that it's inhabiting, but...
0: Well, in fact, I would say that it should be separate from the character it's inhabiting, right? This is something the yeah. demon wants. This is not something that, you're, that Joan wants.
1: Yeah, but it should be something that it can get, like, by, like, through being bound to her, right?
0: Potentially. I mean, again, the desire is... Desire is ideology, remember? Yeah. Desire is how it wants to influence the world. Need is the thing that Joan has to be able to Provide give it, it, or else it starts to wither.
1: Okay. I and mean, mis- mischief could be fun. Yeah, I like mischief. And I know you said that it... Uh, the, like, creation, artistry thing, I know it doesn't have to, like, vibe with her, but if it was also with her from the beginning, maybe it was potentially pushing her in that direction.
0: That's true. That's totally true.
1: So I lean toward either mischief or creation. And these won't affect anything, like, stats-wise. It's just personality.
0: Correct. Yep. Um, and and will, of course, affect the roleplay.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, how do I decide between those two? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can
0: always roll a die if you absolutely have to. Yeah. Um, I mean, alternatively, you know, mm-hmm. imagine... Try to imagine some scenes from her childhood. she's still a child, but from earlier in yeah. childhood
1: I okay, so th- the reason I think mischief is fun, but the reason I also lean toward the creation artistry thing is that I think because this this demon has some role in raising her, that it would make sense for her interest in music to come partially from the demon.
0: okay. I'm I'm only gonna push back from that a little bit because I do want Joan, you know, we need Joan's character to have something of herself, right? Something that yeah. is not not just something, but Joan is a person, right? Yeah. Is is what I'm trying to get at. And I guess I guess so let me ask you this. What would Joan be if she didn't have a demon bound to her? I mean What would she be like?
1: She could potentially just not have the drive to get out of town and not have the interest in art and just be like a normal suburban kid from, from uh delivery. So.
0: Yeah. But I mean, like all kinds of normal kids want to leave home. Right. Like, sure. I did. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: I mean, yes, I think all of us did. <laughs> yeah.
0: And there are all kinds of reasons to want that. We can, we can go with creation artistry again. I'm just, I'm, Anytime it looks like we are going in the direction of the obvious or default choice, I am going to push back just a little bit just to make sure it is really what you want for the character. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I'm just trying to make sure you have, you know, thought through the options.
1: Yeah, I'm also just thinking like gameplay wise, like, I don't know.
0: I'm, don't worry about that. I'm going to come up with, I'll come up with stuff. Don't worry.
1: Yeah. I'm just trying to think if there's like any benefit for having it be like mischief rather than creation. But I still... I think I still lean in creation artistry.
0: Okay. Well, let's toss that in as the desire. So, need. This is the fun one. Every oh demon has a need to do <laughs> or get something. Binding gives the sorcerer responsibility to help or allow the demon to meet its need. Failing to offer this incentive in a binding contract confers big penalties, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. We've determined what its desire is. What's its need? What is the thing that it hungers for to the extent that it starts to wither away if it doesn't get it?
1: God, um, Are there example needs?
0: There are, yeah, on 122. Yeah. Um, so there are gross and savage examples. Eat small animals, drink human <laughs> blood. Uh, annoying Mm. sing loudly come on to sexual partners start fights (laughs) disassemble household appliances (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah and then there are some others as well and don't don't look too much at the at the examples here right yeah like let's 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 think about your demon a little bit it's it lives under the skin maybe elsewhere behind joan's ear it Mm -hmm. whispers to her and this is also this is also the place where you can where you can add some horror to the story right here right um, yeah not that we have to but you could
1: so okay the two things that immediately spring to mind and again one of these might be too obvious but uh, so this one's kind of weird but like if I'm like conceiving this of you know as like some kind of a worm kind of more physical thing that is like living under her skin like for some reason like eating bugs is coming to my brain and I don't know why um and then the other thing that is probably too obvious is like needing to listen to a specific song or specific type of music like an obnoxious Mm -hmm. amount um yeah
0: I think I'm I'm certainly more drawn to the consuming bugs okay um let me ask this what's its favorite kind of bug (laughs) And how does it define bug? What fits the category? Does it have to be shelled? Do arachnids count? Um, Do they have to be alive?
1: Yeah, I feel like alive is probably best. Um, Spiders, grasshoppers, and cockroaches are coming to mind. Um, I also just like personally hate grasshoppers and cockroaches, but I kind of like spiders. So I don't know. (laughs) Not that that matters at all. I'm just... Um,
0: because here's kind of what I like is that it, mm -hmm. it almost considers itself a gourmand. So yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you, you can feed it bugs to keep it alive, but it's constantly pushing to get rarer, more exotic bugs. Um, Yeah. You know, it, it would kill to have that Atticus Atlas moth from, I think it's South America. Yeah. The the giant dinner plate (laughs) sized moth.
1: Uh, I love this so much, actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah. Word. I like that. <laughs> that and yeah. that's a that's a straightforward need, but I could also see it getting you into trouble.
1: Y- yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Let's see. So we've chosen its need and its desire. So we need to give it a name, clarify its appearance. We've kind of already gone over the appearance and general behavior, and then we can decide if any of its scores should be adjusted. Mm -hmm. what about names i've been having a lot of trouble articulating to both kiefer and gary how um the kind of tone i want to set with the names a little bit and then kiefer not kiefer gary brought up the ars goetia or the ars goetia oh i
1: have that oh my god wait i might have it right next to me i
0: love you so much (laughs)
1: oh no it might be at my other no, it's not next to me, but I do own that, yes. <laughs> that's
0: I'm, that's very rad. Um, <laughs> I just posted a, a list to the wiki that has a list of the demons' names. Yes, um, oh, there
1: is one that I used to really like. Uh,
0: if you could find it for me, I'd be very happy.
1: Yeah, oh my god. I'm trying to remember what his deal was. It, oh, it was a really cool one.
0: But yeah, this it's not that we need to be picking from this list, although we can if we want to, but this is the kind of this is the tone of name that I'm really attracted to. Uh yeah. so for the listeners at home, there's um Zepard, a great Duke of Hell, Saleos,
1: Astaroth oh, I think it was Stolis, but I can't remember. My friend was obsessed with Epos, is it? Um hold on one second. I just want to Google something. Um
0: I'm just going to keep reading names. Baal, (laughs) Paimon,
1: Beleth. Oh, it was, I think it was Citri? How would you say that? Citri? Citri? I mean, I know it doesn't have to be like the actual demon. I'm just looking at the name of the one that I had liked before. Um,
0: How do you spell it?
1: S-I-T-R-I?
0: Great prince of hell and reigns over 60 legions of demons, causes men to love women and vice versa. And can make them people bear themselves naked if desired.
1: Yeah, that was why. <laughs> that's why I found him amusing before.
0: I mean, you. I'm. I'm not going to stop you if that's the name you want to take. Yeah, I just wanted to raise this as like kind of the style of name. Styles. We ca- yeah, yeah. We can come up with whatever we we want.
1: Can I ask what Kiefer and Gary landed on names? Um.
0: Again, let's hold off on okay. that for introductions. Kiefer did not. Actually, has not nailed down a name for his okay.
1: Oh, again, I'm so like the names thing gets me so. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. Gamergate is a fun one.
0: <laughs> we can, we can pick from this list, or you can again, you can sleep on it and let us know tomorrow.
1: Okay. Yeah, I might sleep on it. Sure. Sorry. Now I'm looking at all the images. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna give you homework. Yes. All right. So now I think that we should go ahead and make the binding roll. Um, The score you roll against the demon's will depends on the binding right. And you get to decide which of your scores you would use, whether it's stamina, will, or lore. And then um, you're going to roll your dice pool of that number Mm -hmm. against the demon's will we need to decide what you would need to do to bind it. And um, so I guess now's when we need to decide, did Ruby bind it and it wound up in her daughter and then later on you bound it to yourself? Or are we going to effectively, is the role we're going to make effectively be Ruby's role? Um, But then those, the results are conferred to her daughter.
1: Oh, I don't know. What do you think makes most i think
0: i i don't think it's about making sense i think it's about the story you want to tell did joan take the initiative when she was 12 or 13 or 14 to make sure that the demon was her own
1: so we're gonna have like it was with her regardless but at some point around puberty she had to just like make it fully her own rather than associated with her mother
0: yeah that's one option and the other option is just that when she was born it was actually hers, and her mother had fucked up.
1: Um, I kind of lean toward that. Okay. So having, it, I guess it be would be, in essence, Ruby's role, but.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, but the the results we will confer onto Joan, and yes. we we'll, are gonna use Joan's scores and everything. Yeah. Well. yeah. 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 Okay. So, do you think that it's stamina? Well, what is the what does the binding look like? Right. We know that we know it's need, which is to eat bugs. So its need is something, unless you want a major penalty on this role, its need is something that needs to be supplied in the moment of summoning.
1: I'm assuming that this is happening in the clearing or in the swamp. Um, Okay. You know, if there was, if it was spurred on by some kind of a crisis involving that area, uh, there would also be bugs out there. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Well, I think it's, I think it's just what we saw in 1968, right? Like, I think... I think it's the, maybe it's even done in the, can I actually, can I suggest that it yeah. be done in the ruins of the shack? Like in the yeah, yeah. in the burnt out part of the field where the shack burned down? Yeah. Okay. Um, so what is the, and I, I think it's just her trying to protect it from more development from, you know, because the crisis we saw where with the tendrils rising over the town and all that was obviously connected to the clearing somehow so maybe ruby's whole motivation is just to prevent that from happening again
1: yeah because she wants to make a safe and thriving town yes
0: Mm -hmm. so so what does the ritual look like it's in the clearing it's in the same spot where the shack burned she's very pregnant right yeah she's at least six months is she Mm -hmm. more so
1: Um, yeah, I guess we can push her along a bit. (laughs) Let's go for, like, eight months or something, a couple months after we ended.
0: So she's eight months pregnant.
1: Uh, I mean, like, how involved are these generally?
0: I mean, it's up to you. So you can actually get, um, you can actually get bonuses for your description, right?
1: Or for the
0: amount of time spent.
1: I mean, so just, like, literally anything? Are there there any?
0: Yeah. Literally no anything, like we we are defining what sorcery looks like to us.
1: Okay, so I don't know. This this might be like silly, but in my head, it involves like wrapping your limbs in ropes, which is kind of a literal manifestation of the binding thing. Um, and if we have to bring it bugs somehow, um. I think the ritual can involve. Uh, sorry, I don't. know Why I'm doing all these like gross things. Um, <laughs> the ritual can involve. This is a involve, horror podcast. <laughs> I know, but I usually lean toward like, uh, like pretty horror. It's rather than like bugs and like parasites. But like Fair. those are the things that I actually hate. Um, so I guess that's just yeah. Um, uh, okay, so not to be stereotypical and have a cauldron involved, but basically. I'm imagining Ruby is wrapping her own legs and arms in in some kind of a rope. She's brought a cauldron out there, and she is having to... By cauldron, chew-
0: do we just mean like a big stock pot that she took from the room? Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: Um, and then she's having to chew the bugs herself and spit them into the cauldron pot thing. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. What needs to happen beyond that?
0: Well, I, I just want to know, like, you've given us such a cool evocative scene. What does it look yes. like when the demon comes through? Is it just suddenly in there and she has to dig it out? Or, and then it's a parasite? Or is it just suddenly inside? Like,
1: So how does it I come think, through? So here's what I'm thinking. Again, she's chewing the bugs and spitting them into this pot. Um, She gets it maybe like halfway full, says some kind of a chant that she's found in that in the like old library books. Um, and then she has to put her hands into the like spit out bug pieces that she's just put into the pot. And it starts glowing a little bit, hence the glow worm aspect. And she sees it sort of materialize out of the gross bug mixture. And it crawls up, like, into her hand, but then it crawls, like, immediately under her skin. And then she maybe doesn't realize until after she has her kid that it went deeper than just her skin, and now it's in her child.
0: Yeah, I think she's actually confused why she can't do any—or maybe she can. Maybe she has brief control over it for a month or so until giving birth. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. And then as soon—oh, okay. And we (laughs) get— We get this scene, where she is in the hospital. She can hear the demon speaking to her, and as soon mm-hmm. as she gives birth, it goes. It goes quiet. quiet.
1: Oh yeah. God! Yeah, <laughs> that's horrifying. <laughs> uh, yes.
0: So you should take an additional die for that. You're either gonna lo- roll, lo- excuse me, roll lore or will.
1: Those are the same, for aren't they? Yeah, Didn't they're me?
0: the same they're the same number of dice, but from a story perspective, which of those do you think is more applicable to the scene? I kind uh, of feel I like lore. Th- really? Or maybe not. It's up to you. Um, I was thinking lore just because no. you seem to have a pretty like solid grasp on what the ritual looked like. But yeah. it could be Will if it's just Ruby trying to manifest it, right? Taking yeah. all these years of frustration and, and forcing it through.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. Actually, let's go with Lore because. Okay. It is such a specific ritual that she. Yes, you're right. She would have to know exactly what she's doing, rather than just like accidentally. But at the same
0: thing. time, she obviously didn't know exactly what she was doing. She tried to bind a demon while she was with child. Yeah, that's true. Like. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a major.
1: Rookie mistake. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh God. Okay. Okay. Wait. Okay. Never mind. Going. Going for Will.
0: Okay. Going for yeah. Don't do let it. me talk you into anything. No, but am, are I'm I'm just ideas. throwing out options.
1: <laughs> I know, but that's why I, I, it's yeah. It's okay. fun. Great. Okay.
0: Um okay, so you are going to roll your will. I'm giving you an additional die, so you're going to be rolling five, we're rolling d8s. So, 5d8.
1: Oh, yep, 5d8. Oh,
0: and uh we're going to roll the demon's will, which is 6. So it will roll 6d8. We'll roll so, The way, the the dice rolling is really interesting in this system. The total doesn't matter at all. What we're doing, what we do is we compare, we make pairs, basically. So we look at our first pair, so we look at your six and my eight.
1: Oh, no, okay.
0: (laughs) And so that's one victory, and then we look at the next pair, my eight and your six. So Mm -hmm. that's two victories. And then my six and your five, that's three victories. Mm -hmm. My four and your three, that's four victories. And then we finally get a tie at three and three, and it stops. So So what does it mean? That means that the demon has a lot of dice over you. It has a lot of uh, influence.
1: Oh, God. Okay. I I guess that makes sense.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it certainly (laughs) does. So whenever Joan and... Oh, it's funny. The example in the book is Joanna. (laughs) Whenever Joan and her demon make a roll against one another for any reason it has a four dice bonus (laughs) okay that's rough god that's real rough
1: but if they're just using the demon's abilities would they be rolling against each other
0: it's more no you'll you'll like roll the demon's abilities when it's when it's like trying to do something um but when it's like being rebellious right
1: okay okay
0: which they definitely will be on occasion yeah um that kind of thing or if you're trying to convince it to do something that it just doesn't want to do
1: yeah all right that makes sense
0: cool well so i'm nobody else had this much this poor result against their demon let's oh, say oh god <laughs> but it, it it totally makes sense right from yeah. your having been raised with it most of your life having been manipulated by it that kind of thing yeah all right are you okay (laughs) yep all right (laughs) so the last thing that we need to do is come up with the kicker so Mm, okay what does because we haven't really answered this question what does joan what does joan's life like life look like day to day with this demon right what does the demon help her with it sounds like her mother sends her on errands occasionally right yeah with the demon so the kicker is something which is going to turn your life upside down okay. so the question is what takes this stasis right what takes the you're an uh, aspiring pop you know you like pop music someday you'll be a pop star you're a waitress um sometimes you have to go out to the clearing to clean things up mm-hmm. um you eat bugs fairly frequently. <laughs> These are all kind of day-to-day things, right? What yeah. is the thing that that upsets the balance?
1: Hmm. So, okay, so this one, I would definitely want your input in uh, on, rather. I mean, what if she is doing some kind of an errand for Ruby and discovers something about the jazz club? Although I don't know how that would necessarily change.
0: Well it would depend what she discovered.
1: Yeah. I also just like don't know what else is going on in the town in the eighties. So it's like if she discovers something in the clearing that is like potentially threatening to the town, like I mean, I assume this is stuff that, you know I don't know what you have planned.
0: I have literally nothing planned. I have planned okay. absolutely nothing. Okay. Like the way the way that this game works is it I don't come in with a plan, right? I come in with these statements that we that I tossed into the Discord. I don't know if you've seen them. Um mm. I come in with the kingdom game, which we played, but no normally I wouldn't even have that. Yeah. And we make your characters, we come up with our kickers, and I use the kickers to um come up with conflict, basically. And then y'all how you react to the conflict, we go from there. So like if you want it to be you found something in the clearing, you found something in the clearing. If you want it to be something threatening the town, it's threatening the town. Um, one thing which has just hit me, which I will mm-hmm. tell you about, is that, so I told you Kiefer works for like a steel magnate. Yeah. Um, my mother is from this area of Texas, Delivery is in, right? Yeah. And when I was talking to her about it, she was talking about a steel mill that she worked in that she described as being like one of the most hellish places and there were like major accidents there and there were also like there have been oil spills in trinity bay where the livery is so there's there's all kinds of these like natural and industrial disasters we could work with um yeah
1: actually again like tell me if this is totally off base from what we've done so far so far in kingdom or i don't know so What if there is some kind of an environmental, I mean, disaster is probably too strong a word, but like some kind of an environmental issue that is encroaching on the swamp beyond the clearing. And it is causing, and again, like I don't know how people are envisioning the demons or like where they're coming from, but if some of them conceivably live in the swamp unbound to other humans, then perhaps the, whatever the environmental issue is, that's coming off of the factory or, like, you know, something has Mm -hmm. spilled toxic in the swamp is, like, pushing them toward the surface.
0: That's fine. The question for me would be, how does that upset your life, right? Mm -hmm. How does that take Joan's life and turn it on its head?
1: I mean, presumably she would want to do something about it.
0: Yeah, but wanting to do something is not... There's a difference between Nancy Drew and Buffy, right? Nancy Drew something happens to her or not to her right usually something happens and she decides to go fix it with Buffy it's suddenly she is the slayer right that's if Buffy was a sorcerer um that would be her kicker right she is suddenly the only person who can hunt vampires effectively
1: yeah fuck okay Alright, I do not have anything off the top of my head. Well oh, that's um, okay.
0: I mean we can we can brainstorm unless you yeah. are
1: No, um, I any any immediate ideas?
0: Yeah. One of them is she gets a um uh she gets a a recording deal. Okay. <laughs> right, like a kicker doesn't have to be overtly bad either. Yeah. It's it's something that has that has thrown a wrench into the day to day works. So it could be that someone, a recording studio in Houston, wants to, or recorded her last week and said, hey, we want to make an album with you. So that that's the first thing which has jumped to my mind. Other yeah. kickers? Um,
1: I mean, is it too small to just have something like, like maybe she doesn't already have a deal, but like there, she knows there's going to be, what the hell do you call it? Like the record scout people are going to mm-hmm. be in the livery.
0: Like an agent or something.
1: Yeah. Like I, like this might be way too silly, but like if an agent is coming there and there's like, you know, some kind of a talent search, talent show thing happening and mm-hmm. the bar is gonna host it and then she, you know, has this thing that she wants to be preparing for as her like inciting incident or what have you. I don't
0: know. Yeah, but I mean that's It's not that it's silly. Right. I don't think that that's silly, but I think that it's an episode of a TV show rather than the start of one. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I another one is I mean, some of the other examples that come up in the book, right? Someone someone's friend who's been dead for 20 years calls them on the phone, right? Like yeah. it's 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 stuff that really throws them for a loop. And you don't have to know why it's happening. Um, That's what I'm here for, right?
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, she could start losing her voice, but then I don't know how I'm going to play her. (laughs) Um, Right.
0: I'm just trying to toss examples at you. Yeah. Uh, Another one which has always stuck with me is that a character has come home and opened their shower curtain and found their neighbor skinned hanging in their shower. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. but that's, that's a kicker, right? It turns your life yeah. on its head. What about, actually, here we go. Mm-hmm. I have not, I, I keep, this has popped into my head three or four times and I keep forgetting to ask it because we're talking about mm-hmm. other stuff. Who is Joan's father and, or does she know?
1: Um, I was going to have her not know, but like in the back of my mind, I was thinking one of the developer type people who were coming in, in Kingdom.
0: <laughs> okay. So.
1: But like no one that she had grown up with.
0: hmm so what if her what if someone is claiming to be her father
1: oh and it's like back in town mm-hmm.
0: i mean that's another yeah. that's another one yeah. um or or someone has just died and she's named in the will
1: yeah i think the father thing could be interesting mm-hmm. i don't know which version of that
0: <laughs> well think about it you know start the way you can try to answer some of these questions is to start trying to role play a little bit right you if you are joan then how do you react when someone comes into the bar one night, orders a a beer and um, strikes they're... up a conversation and eventually claims to be your father? Yeah. Versus how do you react when you get a, a notice in the mail that you have addressed to you that you're named in someone's will and then you have to start figuring out why?
1: I like both of them, but how would it work if the person who comes and claims to be her father, just from like a a technical standpoint, like would he just become an NPC or how would we do that?
0: He'd be an NPC.
1: Okay. And then I wouldn't have to worry about him.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no.
1: Nope. Um, Yeah. Let's do that.
0: These are all NPCs, right? Okay. The only character you have to worry about is Joan.
1: Yeah. I lean toward having, you know someone come back into town and claim that he's her father and she's just never not expecting that at all
0: okay can i pitch you on his identity absolutely that she might not know about but the audience would yep elijah
1: yeah 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 that's perfect okay okay cool
0: so the kicker elijah wilde comes into town claiming to be joan's father
1: I like that a lot. Cool. Amazing.
0: (laughs) There we go. Let's see. Oh, there is one other step that I wanted us to do real quick, Okay. which is come up with a list of important NPCs and places. Hmm. So there are a few that are obvious. There's Ruby. Yep. There's Elijah, even though she doesn't know it yet. Yep. And then you mentioned that she has a group of kind of two to three friends that she's quite close to. Yeah. What are, who are they? And you can, like, you don't need to come up with names for them. I can come up with names if you if you just want me to. But what, like, are their, what are their archetypes in the television show of this?
1: Um, I think they would probably be similar to her with, like, minus the demons, but, like, not the super popular kids. They They bond over just being... I don't know, smart and kind of quiet, and I don't know what they're in, like. They could be in choir together. I don't, I don't know, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just okay. the high school kids.
0: Okay. Do you just want me to come up, come up with a few of them for you?
1: Yeah, that would be fine with me.
0: What about? And I'm, I'm now just kind of like fishing for more story material. Yeah. What is her? Who is her favorite teacher, and what do they teach?
1: Hmm, hmm, hmm. Um. I mean. Is the choir director too obvious?
0: No, I don't think it's too obvious. Do you care male, female, name? No, it
1: doesn't
0: matter. Okay. So give me the name of another teacher in the school. Or, or another...
1: Somebody outside of the choir director?
0: Yeah, yeah, like another... Just another teacher that shows up in the intro of this. If we're thinking of this as a television show, yeah. The choir director gets a shot, this other professor gets a shot.
1: If we... Do keep the thing about her doing track. Get a track coach. Mm, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's fun or if you want a teacher specifically.
0: No, I can go with track coach. Okay. I'm going to give them something else that they teach, though. I don't know. I just want to okay. be able to have, like, academic scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So a track coach who also teaches another subject. Okay. And then give me someone at the Rogue that she works with who is... Who she, she's friendly with? I was gonna say who's like a mentor to her, but that's not necessarily the case. And this could be this could be anything, right? This could be an older bartender who looks after her. This could be the head hostess. This could be this could be the regular lounge singer that she takes lessons from. This could yeah. be the house violinist. I don't know.
1: Um, for some reason, I like. Just keeping it kind of simple and having—I mean, I don't—are we doing food there? I mean, there's still like waitresses, even if it's just bartending, I guess. But yeah, someone who's just like a couple years older than her, who has been working there longer, who who yeah, who she works with. So I guess bartender, waitress, someone who's more or less doing what she's doing, but a couple years on.
0: Okay, let's go with bartender just for some variation. Okay. Male, female.
1: I lean female.
0: Okay, and what is? This is something I should ask about Gary's character too. What is Joan's sexual orientation?
1: Oh gosh, um, I mean, I would say bi. I'm... Like that would work. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, sure. It will work. Anything will work.
1: Uh. Yeah, I haven't thought about that.
0: I. I mean, like, it's fine if you just say straight. I'm not gonna like judge you. A
1: no, way. I don't. I don't. No.
0: I mean, I might judge you a yeah. little if you said straight.
1: No. <laughs> um yeah let's go with bye
0: cool and then for places that are important to her we again we've got a few obvious ones we've got the clearing we've got the rogue where where else are just some important places and they can be Um, they can be places from the kingdom or you can invent something whole cloth that was built in the past 20 years
1: yeah so i mean the high school also sure and then, I mean, didn't we have, I mean, I guess the track would go around the football field that was next to the bell tower thing. So mm-hmm. high school, exterior, and interior. I mean, those would be the three main ones. I mean, we... Okay.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a fine start, and other things might come out and play. I think that is it.
1: Okay, and I will have a demon name tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Great, perfect.
1: Amazing. Well, this is exciting.
0: Yeah. I, I <laughs> hope you are looking forward to playing Joan Bataille i am okay thanks everybody for listening i don't know when this will go up as a bonus episode or some other something to drop when we don't have something that week but (laughs) this is what we were thinking as we were coming up with everybody's favorite character i'm sure (laughs) um and we will catch you soon peace
1: all right i'm gonna stop recording Amen.